Uh, you're plugged in. So I can't hear anything in the headphones. Turn me up. About, the oh, there we go. Yeah, that? That's much, good. Much, good. Much, Too high. Good. A little bit. But that's. I'm gonna turn you up because I then I'll maybe. Ye- I think you're yelling. Yeah, could be. <laughs> yeah, uh, just a second. We're that. all gonna kind of talk. Okay, so now that we're all here. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the American Beer Review Podcast. Good times with good friends requires good beer. Lucky for us, we know how to pick all three. We're a group of friends who grew up in the Pacific Northwest, giving us a jump start on our craft beer journey. Join us today while Brian, Alec, and Chad review some beer, talk about beer topics, and whatever else comes up. We invite you to pour yourself a drink and hang out with us. All right, back with... I'm a little disappointed in myself. I didn't wear my my Aslan sweatshirt I normally wear. Right? So I I have lots of questions about yeah, this. Yeah. You want to run through what we're about to drink and what's the deal with it? What's the deal with it? Yep. Yeah. So um And I'll start pouring. Yeah, there's been a few different um breweries who've come up with this, but this is it's hop water. So this is um it's just seltzer water with hops in it. So it's definitely uh, like from who? This is from Aslan, Aslan Brewing in Bellingham, Washington. Um, I've seen some different variations of it. I haven't, this is the first one I think I finally bought and tried. Um, And so I just was very um, uncertain about it and interested in getting some other people's opinions. I I had one um, a few days ago. Part of it for me is my like trying to balance out like some nights of not just drinking beer. Right. And I've heard from some people as like a way to t- like this is kind of a nice way to do that. Um, some of you've gotten into it. What are you? So it pours clear. It's literally seltzer water. I mean, there's like a yeah, seltzer tinge water. of color to it, but not much. Um, I get. I'm getting a little bit of hops. What's the? Give me the can. Let me see if I guess right in my head. For I was I looking myself. at it too. I didn't see hop varietals on no. there. No. If I, I know what. That's one of the things I did wonder Hops about. It would have been kind of fun to have like different varieties of them, but it this just says they use whole cone hops. It doesn't say okay. Because I'm getting chinook on the oh. nose. It's a piney. It's a piney hop for sure. I I'm mean, not that nuanced to figure out exactly which one it is, but but then it's very mellow. It's almost I I am almost getting like lot very hint of lime. So there's some after, I think after drinking it that includes some flavors. Like I know, like I think Lagunitas has a pretty big version of this that they like do some flavors with. I just couldn't decide, so I've mostly had it. Um, a couple times I had it is when I was like I haven't been drinking. It was like my instead of opening a beer with dinner, I had this, and I didn't. I don't want to say I didn't love it, but I do kind of wonder if like maybe in the midst of a few beers, if I threw one in, if it'd be like a better kind of vibe to it than just like a glass of water. Yeah, like basically like it's, you know, like a hop water. Like it's just but or beer pong. Well that's cheating. If everyone's playing the same way, it's not cheating. This is this is the dunk water. We just have to have it beer closer to beer stuff. Uh it's good enough that I think you would be wasting it if this if this I, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Um no I concur. This would be a good uh Sitting at the bar, if you if instead of water, um, it's still technically water, but if you yeah. were in the middle of much IPAs and you didn't want to upset your palate, 
But I just... No, it's, it's very drinkable, and it, it, it is not just a water. It does you at least feel like you're on the same palate as a beer. And that's okay. why I think it's more probably than that. It's probably more for the the non-drinker, the person who's taking a break. Yeah, so this is... I don't even see the... Let's see. So I got into seltzer mm-hmm. waters or sparkling mm-hmm. waters uh, over the last couple of years. You were an early adopter. Yeah, yeah so... Sir. And then some of the flavored seltzer waters, but I'm not big on like the overly flavored ones. Yeah. Uh, a little bit more on like the Croy, mm-hmm. um, but the ones that I drink will be like, it's a hint. It's not yeah. a flavored sparkling water. It's a little hint, and this fits a lot more in the. I'm gonna have to justify how I'm having it in the middle of the day as I'm driving around. Like if you're but driving it, around yeah. drinking a hop water, yeah. And yeah. You, but, you get out for a meeting, and they're right. like, "Why do you smell like hops?" But like, it's, bud. it's super drinkable. I like it. Yeah, I think it's a fun thing to just kind of swap out and see. I I don't know where it fits. It runs about eight or nine bucks a six pack. Okay, that was gonna be my question. What the price was? Yeah, that's pretty reasonable compared to the other sparkling waters, the liquid mm-hmm. deaths and things like yeah. that. Yeah, it's, in, it's, it's in a Lacroix. It's smaller cans. But... It's cheaper, or it's more expensive than like a Lacroix because right. those are like eight packs for like four bucks. Yep. But it's zero calories, zero sugar, zero alcohol. Hydrate with hops. Yeah, That's something better. to drink. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. I just thought I'd bring it. It seems kind of fun, different thing. Um, it is a beer podcast, and it's very beer adjacent. It's so. very yes. beer adjacent. Yes. So yeah, um, I don't know that we've. I don't know if we actually reviewed any Aslan stuff, so we might have to. I don't think we we've talked about them as far as like mm-hmm. a Bellingham yeah. brewery, but I don't know that we've had any of their stuff on. Yeah, we'll, have to... we'll be proven wrong and told that yeah we've reviewed them like three separate times right. at this point. But I know. <laughs> Or we just go and sit at the patio or the depot and yeah, do right. live yeah, actually sometime. get off our asses and go up to Bellingham. Yeah, get day. our asses to Bellingham. Let's get some sunshine first. It, dude. So dude. I, we'd snow again this morning. I'm going to California this week. There you go. I hope you have better luck than when I went to Arizona last week and uh, we had rain. It was rain in the sixties. Yeah. We had one day that we maybe hit seventy, and then the as soon as the week I leave. It agrees and sunny. It does seem like that's what it is. It's gotten closer and closer. It's trending better and better. And now we're looking at like by our second or last second to last or last day. It's like low to mid eighties. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. California's just been garbage this year as far as weather. But even it's been garbage here for weather. It's just been it's just been off here. Yeah, I mean it's hailed and or snowed for the last two days. Yep. It's. Yeah, it's just wild to. Well, they had a delay opening game of the Padres game in San Diego because of the rain. It was really supposed to. I mean, I guess for for some reason I was like they delayed only because of rain, but you're right, they do delay when it's like a lot of rain. I don't know no, why. I baseball guess doesn't play in the rain. I know. I guess I've just been yeah. watching too much like soccer or something that I was yeah. like, wait a second. Well, and up here we got the roof, and I think that's yeah. We yeah. also are a little like for it rains in San Diego and everybody. Shrivels like they're made of sugar. Yeah, Yeah, well, and that's been all my friends from California. Just like it's been wild to hear them do with that. How was uh, spring training? Yeah, none of us have been to spring training before. Uh, I think so. We did. We ended up doing four games. Uh, We caught, I believe it was two Mariners games because there's like like a multi complex. There's multiple different stadiums, but they're all in different. cities out outside of phoenix so like one day oh. our fi- our last day when we caught two games uh it was an hour uber in between the stadiums Ooh. so we 
went and caught um, caught a game, and then we caught the Mariners game. They were playing at down at Goodyear at the Cincinnati Reds, their home, and we shellacked them like fourteen to one. And there then, some, and then, and then uh, there's some brutal spring training scores this year. And then, like, as soon as I get home, the article comes out that the Cincinnati Reds, their third highest player on their payroll is Ken Griffey Jr. at like three million bucks. He's still, still getting residuals. And then, and so then it clicked for me. I was like, oh, that's why they were a dumpster fire. They just have nobody on their team. And I felt really bad when we were heckling these poor Reds players who just. They're like, they're, man, they're, I'm barely they, they, making they it. They should be playing. Yeah, they are on Double the team. They are on the team that ownership, the Reds ownership, built to be terrible this year. Jeez. I felt bad, but a great experience. Um, kind of struck out in the weather, but it was a great trip. Uh, the crew I was with, uh, guys from Central, nice. Uh, kind of a precursor trip because uh, last, like the last guy got on board the week before. We're all going to Oktoberfest in September. Nice. So, like actual Oktoberfest in Germany. In Germany, yep. like the first day uh, we found out, kind of got the little itinerary. Uh, I have to go to a later hosen fitting. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Wait, here or there? There. I'm going to land in Germany. You're going to authentic later hosen. You're going to wear the later hosen. Is gonna, it? Is it work. like? Is it rental later hosen or I, is it? Are d- you apparently? I. I Dude, if I'm it's... going. I'm going with the flow on this. I I've always all been. Right, I, right. I, you guys know I've been the mother hen for years on yeah. trips and stuff. What? Now I'm just I'm just going on. I'm going with the flow. Hey, all right. Fit me for the later hose and great. I'm gonna get, you know, hot boy summer. Yeah, I'm gonna be in great shape. It'll be the tail end of it. Yeah, fantastic shape. Uh, and then they're working on uh, getting us in a tent because you want to be. Like, oh the, yeah, the yeah, big yeah. thing I told you, you want to be in a tent because that way you have a seat for the day. Yeah. Because okay. if you're not in a tent, then you're just stuck. Kind of wandering. To ca- yeah, you, like wherever you can find a per- purchase to get a big old stein of beer. All right. Uh, so, uh, kind of teasing, if the podcast lasts that long, there will be an Oktoberfest special. <laughs> well, and you were saying before Brian got here <clears throat> uh, was it's almost table beers? Yes. Session beers? Yeah, it's like it's kind of the go-to over there. So you're not you're not hitting. Yeah, it. so you're in like the twos and threes. So you're just drinking that beer all day, and then uh, I was warned never unless you're feeling your oats, you never try to chug your beer because then once you do that, everyone in the tent knows you want to chug your beer, and if you don't finish your stein of beer, you are shamed and heckled as the guy who cannot uh, put up or shut up. Oh, I. So I'm, I'm, I'm never, I, my, the entire trip. I'm just gonna be lying low. Yeah, because I'm not a chugger. So yeah, it's just never worked out well for me. No, it, it never really does. Well, and it's just like sometimes it's just a waste of beer because the beer just comes right back up because oh. your body's like, nope, there, there's yeah, no room for this. Sorry, well, no. Listen, I know Col- you were gonna talk on. about like beer ponging, like or beer bonging at like. 22 years old. Right. Man, we are well past that. Closing There's... on 40. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't need anywhere. No. Near I, I that. think we've talked about it before, but I think the last time I tried to chug a beer was one of my failed. Uh, I tried to shotgun a beer for the failed uh, dudes giving challenge when oh, it was during a couple COVID. Years ago, yeah. And we had to do all the challenges. I think Cam looked at the challenges and was like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Uh, I think I wondered I had a fault because I was the only one able to, to like, finish all three of the tasks. Yeah. 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 I struggled with. 
think it was the flip cup that I struggled with or something. I don't remember, but it was bad. Yeah. That's cool, though. That should be a fun trip. No, definitely a fun trip. Uh, hopefully get some good content. Um, maybe a full episode, or we may just kind of drip feed it once I get back. And yeah. Yeah. Pepper some see, stuff in. See what we do. All right, cool. We got some beer news today. Got a little bit of beer news. Um, I actually read through most of these. Uh, which, I would, which I one do you want to start with? I want to start with the Corona Hard Seltzer. Good. This was judgment because the... I figured that was going to be a little more in your wheelhouse. Or my wheelhouse? Or you'd have some. Be- I think you know you love Corona. Opinions. Yeah. And well, seltzer apparently. <laughs> well, because yeah, because you know. Uh, so basically, it sounds like but uh, AB and Bev has been fighting Constellation Brands. The people who own corona the or the uh, yes. is it ab so, inbev or was it uh, well it was like medela grupo it was ab inbev suing whatever who whatever company wants to bring corona seltzer in constellation, constellation has yes. corona is trying to sell corona and medelo hard seltzers yes but medelo grupo owns yeah the brands yeah and they are they sued constellation saying we licensed beers to you seltzers are not beers yeah. you don't have the right to put our labels or our brand names on the hard seltzers yeah. thank if you I for explaining right. it yeah, I think because so. i was totally off no and the courts basically said yeah it's very hazy definition of what's a beer and it's technically is a malt beverage so right. they can continue selling it they're licensing your so essentially huh. seltzer legally is not beer uh, it, it, I read it, it the other way around. Malt, is a malt, it's a malt beverage. Yes. But so it falls under. This was Constellation still able to sell the Corona, whatever, Modelo Seltzers. But yeah, the issue at point was whether or not to, it's a beer. Huh. Because they had agreements like you can <clears throat> sell this beer, but you can't. And I forget what it was. And it was like. Though. They were trying to class the seltzer. Oh, hey, the seltzer, we're, we want it classed as beer, so you can't sell it here. But now the judge said. Seltzer is not beer. It's a malt beverage. It's not part of this agreement, so they can sell it. Other way around. how I... Okay. So it's not beer, but it is a flavored malt beverage. Mm -hmm. So And that was in the wording of their contract of licensing. So Constellation won the right to continue selling it. Even though they don't get it from Modelo Group out of Mexico. And they haven't. They've been brewing it in the U.S. and... Yeah. whatever under a license agreement under a license agreement but so this also brings up the beverage we talked about the other day what if your beverage is made out of milk <laughs> so now is it beer or is it a malt beverage or is it something else entirely i, I don't know you guys tried to feed me a milk beer earlier and I'm you so, had oh, some well, of that's it a, and, and you know what my stomach does not thank you <laughs> already yes that was probably the one that actually had legit lactose in it um, that does, I, it hurt my little brain. Yeah. And that's I'm, where I, I like, I f- I'm feeling the same way with that to me. It's like, so the about, it's basically about like the amount of malt and stuff in it. But listen, the, I'll so, tell you this, I'm going to say this real quick and then we can get back to it. the, the main news of this for me was I didn't know that Modelo made ranch water. They make ranch water. Yeah. Oh, in the article, it said Modelo Ranch Water. Okay. So, Modelo, Grupo Modelo, I got it backwards. Under the agreement, beer is defined as ale, porter, stout, malt beverages, and 
any other versions or combinations of the foregoing, including non-alcoholic versions. So they licensed all of that to Constellation. Constellation. AB InBev does own Grupo Modelo. So that's where we got uh, AB InBev versus Constellation. Obviously, AB InBev doesn't want uh, competition in the seltzer space. So they tried to sue and say uh, seltzers are not beer. And the U.S. District Judge determined that the definition of beer is too ambiguous. And so they basically just declined to dismiss. So basically, it's just continuing. It's just continuing. So they were just trying to get it thrown out. So yeah, they, they were trying to. Yeah, they were on. trying to get the heart, the Corona heart seltzers. Modelo is disappointed. Yeah, Constellation one. So Constellation is going to keep selling. Yeah. Which, uh, on a slight side note, and I don't know that this is in that article, for them to still be considered Mexican beers, do they still have to have a certain amount of them? Like, like does a certain amount of what they make have to be brewed in Mexico? They don't uh, claim them to be Mexican beers. Oh, on their packaging, it's Mexican style. Yeah, lagers. Oh. Uh, so no, they don't claim to be uh, Mexican beers. Interesting. I thought one of them did. I thought Corona did. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought one of them did. No, because but... it's not imported. It's contract brewed in the U.S. Huh. Well, you know, that's what it. That's what, that's in day. that's in the realm of. Business technicalities for companies that large. Oh yeah, this is, uh, wait, the internet says Corona is imported. The other yeah, ones may not be, but Corona. Says okay. That's what I thought. Yeah, at least one I, of them I think was imported beer from Mexico. Is what Corona? Now it could be Corona Extra, but one of the Coronas is is. Uh, so kind of speaking on AB InBev while we're on this topic, uh, a couple oh, of this been was a, been a hint. kind of a scathing. Yeah, uh, a handful of articles, including this one, about how they are now divesting themselves out of the craft brew space, which basically means they are just closing up shop on a lot of. Um, I would say brewers that they bought up. Uh, like I think the one we read about in here was like they bought them in 2015, and then they are just like, "Well, we're done. See ya, bye." Now, this is my non-financial brain thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, divesting means they're like legit getting rid of them like they're getting completely out of craft beer no out or of some just, of the brands okay yes yeah, and that's that's what i was just they're, clarifying they're, sh- they're shutting the doors on some of on these lo- yes. brewers that they bought a lot of yeah because they went through a while a phase trying to create basically like a buying their consortium way of mm-hmm. owning these small mid-sized breweries um and making that their like craft portfolio and so now they're basically looking at, well, we have these certain ones that are larger and functional and everybody else is just, we're done with you, right? Yes. Okay. Like any big, you know, once a company gets big enough, that it's just a pure dollars in, dollars out. And if these breweries that they bought up weren't making dollars and cents for them, they're just like, well, see you later. They, they, there's no worry about, you know, the history of some of these breweries. They're just like, well, we're done. We're done playing with you. And we're going to go spend our craft dollars somewhere else or put it into seltzer. Well, and what the article touches on is they had the money, have the money to go in. So they're going and they're buying out these larger scale, not larger scale craft Mm -hmm. breweries, right? Uh, So they're buying them out. Like an lesion. 
and then because of their pricing and their distribution model, they're able to edge out, especially in shelf space, a lot of the other craft, um, not opponents, competitors mm -hmm. uh, within that space. And then if they just then turn around and shut down, then not a shut down a lesion, but they shut down the the, the ones that aren't so you've, as now, big a players. You but you've driven out the independence and the craft from that beer aisle. And now you've shut down yours as well. You've just eliminated uh, yeah. craft beer. That you just fill them in. Because that's the thing. It's like they're not getting rid of all their craft beer. So those spaces that were held by these smaller ones, they're just going to put more Elysian in there or more, you know, whatever right. Which, bigger ones they still hold on to. When we've talked about is been there, uh, like I said, from trade shows and stuff. It's kind of their model right now is focusing on the core. Mm -hmm. and whether that's core in just Budweiser, but also their cores, and we're going to focus on the top sellers within that craft space and maybe not go as heavy into the regionalization and the smaller guys that are uh, uh, building kind of their own niche or have their mm -hmm. own niche built up in the market. Um, and that's where the, yeah, the criticism comes is you're going and you're buying out all these things and then shutting them down. You're reducing competition. Um, within that space i didn't realize uh when i was reading this that they uh purchased ratebeer.com they've bought there's a few but there's a couple of them yeah so i had to go back and make sure who owned um beer advocate because that's the one i'll use oh and yeah what, like the bias is to yeah who's so they're getting involved in the reviewing somebody, and driving the culture i think somebody else owns beer advocate yeah you know who let me guess miller coors nope Cooler than that. You use it all the time. So Untap? un untapped parent company. Bought oh yeah, I do yeah. remember that. You're right. So I felt better, a lot better about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I never. I think just the simplicity of the app is the thing that I use um, Untapped for. But Beer Advocate is definitely more the space for information, right? Than that Untapped. I mean, I get some from there, but it's not quite the same. That's whether you're using a computer or your phone, usually. Oh, yeah. That's like, well, you've talked about it. I'd, I, It's a big deal for me to have to get out a computer, like a, like a personal computer to do something. Like, I'm either doing my budget. No, that's pretty much it. Like, or when you guys are like, no, this really needs to be done on a computer for whatever reason. Like, I rarely. When did we tell you that something really has to be done on a computer? You were trying to, when I was trying to listen to the audio stuff. Oh, yeah, that was the That's worst. part of the yeah. reason why I wasn't listening to the podcast for okay. a long time. It's because it was a pain in the butt to try and get it on my phone. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Um, uh, anyways. Yeah. You got yeah, but let's get out of some heady business. Let's get into something a little weird. Okay. okay. Uh. So Jack Daniels had a problem. They're building like a new warehouse to store barrels of whiskey to be aged. Okay. And apparently there is a fungus that thrives off the angel's share that the evaporation, the, the evaporation you got the alcohol in the air. Apparently there is a fungus that loves Jack Daniels, that, that Jack Daniels <laughs> that evaporates so much that this entire town is covered in fungus. Which is also topical because The Last of Us is a hit TV show now. Yes. And everybody's worried about mushrooms or fungus 
taking over. I don't think anybody's actually no. worried about that. No, I'm definitely not. You guys, you guys entertaining, aren't? No. Entertaining you guys aren't? TV show. It doesn't keep you up at night? No. no. Oh, okay. Well. And Station never... 11 was a little bit more concerning. Now that one's on my watch list. Pretty like... good. Shocking. We're into another, like, <laughs> sci-fi I've I've been media. I've been mainlining uh, TNG. I've been doing my annual TNG rewatch. Brian doesn't even know what that means. I know. The next generation. Oh, hey, look at that. Yeah, whiskey fungus on steroids. Can I have I ever seen anything from it? No. No, I haven't. And the problem is the article was free the first time I read it. Now yeah, they it's all, to it's go. all blacked out <laughs> now. Yeah, they, like, uh, trying to so catch that, up. That, that was the basic gist of it. This entire town is now being covered in this black fungus because they're there's so many barrels of whiskey being aged there. And the town was like, Well, uh, you're not gonna build another one and Jack Daniel said, okay, yeah, we agree, but we're going to figure it out so we can do how, it later. How much of a hard shift is that to be like, yeah, look at all this. We're a cool town. We get Jack Daniels, the aged stuff here. Wait, what's that? Now, what's now, that wait, it's where, like, where did this everywhere. come from? Yeah, like people's entire houses are covered in this black move. Like you walk outside and there's this, it's like uh, another video game, like Science, uh, Silent Hill. Same thing. Yeah. Like this town was just absolutely obliterated by this natural supernatural disaster. Uh, so oh, go ahead. Pesticides. We just kill the fungus and move on our lives. I don't want pesticides in uh, my liquor. Well, no, no, it's because not in liquor. It's the liquor's in its it, thing. It's that would that would be a fungicide. It's a fungus, not a pest. pest. Good call. <laughs> how do I how do I get rid of the fungi? Also, well, the, you well, don't invite them. Well. No, stop, stop, stop! Don't, don't. <laughs> but also, you just don't let Jack Daniels put another aging warehouse in your town. Yeah, but doesn't then they just go one town over and put an aging warehouse in? Doesn't the fungus just move? Yeah, so that's that's how. How, how do that, we go to the root cause of this? How do we stop the fungus? Well, you can't. What do you mean you can't? Well, you, you have to at some point. I don't know. We're not. We're, <laughs> We're not going to stop buying Jack Daniels, so... This is just a news topic. I didn't have to find a solution to the problem. Well, I, but I buy Jack Daniels whiskey barrels every few years oh, to for make the cider? cider in. Yeah, but you're not building a warehouse to, care, to have like a couple thousand. Yeah, but I don't want I think you're mushrooms growing in my whiskey well, some, barrel that I'm buying from them. But it's not in the barrel. It's and the evaporation in the... Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, fungu- it's a fungus what? that lives naturally. So if you had a big, big distillery... It's a problem at distilleries as well, like in like inside, because most of them. Uh... Again, I read this what article. I, I read this. Should... Okay, I read this article a month ago when it was not behind a paywall. So I'm going off my very hazy memory, memory of on this it. article. Listen, I'll tell you. When I glanced at it, I thought it was going to be about the Jack Daniels Supreme Court case where they're suing the dog toy company. Dude, I read that. that. <laughs> I just read that one. That is wild. I can't believe it made it all the way to the Supreme Court. Let's give everybody else listening the backstory. Oh, yeah. So some company made uh dog toys and they've they've got like whole brands of it, but they're also they're all like parodies of real things. And so the dog chew toy basically looks like a like a Jack Daniels bottle, but, but it's it, like But it was like number two it, like it yeah, was instead of lucky something. number seven, it's like stinky number two or something yeah. like that. And so, and they, Jack Daniels sued them for like copyright infringement. But the idea with that is that it has to be that like 
the standard customer would be confused. Would be confused yeah. and buy the wrong thing. Right. They're doing uh, measurable harm. Yeah, and I don't think anybody's going to look had, at So they had this this lawyer who went through Yes. how many years of school had to I sit know. and go, "My client believes I am being harmed by this squeaky dog toy that infers this Jack Daniels is filled with dog poop." Yeah. And that the average consumer is going to go, "I don't I'm not going to buy Jack Daniels because this dog toy is telling me it tastes like poop." I don't think dog poop. Because it's number, it's stinky number two. That, I don't that think was kind really of the that was the gist of it. Drunk Cam online buying Jack Daniels stuff is going to confuse the dog toy for the actual liquor. Even, I mean, you've no. bought some Jack Daniels stuff, but I'm a brand horse, so I'm going <laughs> JackDaniels.com. So, not fair. Why well, fair? If we're on the liquor, it's the uh, cinnamon whiskey. Fireball. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's the bigger brand damage, and that's. They're doing it to themselves. Yeah, by switching the to get in. Well, they didn't switch it, but it's to get into the convenience store market. Did we talk about this, or was what? that just that was text? Yeah, this was, was on it text. really? Yeah, so this wasn't even on the pod. So, oh, they're getting sued by some consumer group. Yeah, uh, for misrepresenting their own brand because a lot of states, ours in particular, you cannot sell liquor, liquor in stores that are under whatever ten thousand square feet or uh-huh. don't have a liquor yeah, license, yeah, yeah. but you can sell. Uh, wine-based or malt-based beverage, but you can't have it at... Um, like a C-store. Yeah, it's a C-store, but you can't have it at 80 proof. Oh, yeah, It's yeah, got to yeah. be 20% or less or something like that. Yeah. And so they came up with a basically knockoff brand. Because there were. There was, I think it was High Point or Flashpoint. Flashpoint. It's like a knockoff uh, cinnamon whiskey, but it's wine-based. We started propping up in uh, convenience stores. I don't drink it. We sell it, so... Uh, uh, they were seeing their market share getting eaten away because customers Fireball. didn't. The fireball was so they didn't. The customers didn't know the difference, so they released their own. And now they're going, "Wait a minute, you're selling me Fireball? That's half the alcohol. It's like sixteen yeah. percent yeah. instead of forty. Yeah, and you're talking. And I think there, there was like a small thing on it that was like a whiskey flavored beverage or yep. something like yep. that. Whiskey that's flavored way, malt beverage or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the way they got around it. Or tried to, but yeah, they. I don't but, think it even said whiskey. I think it was cinnamon. It's just all the branding was the exact same. The bottles were the, the exact labels same. were exactly the same. Yeah, there was, was like very it was, it was a whiskey. It was a cinnamon flavored malt beverage. So I I remember this now because then I I texted some other friends who like because we we almost always have a bottle of Fireball at tailgate that we'll just randomly like pull yeah. out for you know near the end keep yourself warm in the stadium um and. Basically, everybody that I sent it to was from the tailgate group, and they all were like going back to check their own the bottles. bottles. Yeah, but it really is only—it's predominantly like the airplane bottle size because that's the idea. And like pint, yeah, whatever. So if you're getting small size. ones, or doing that. So, and it's only the ones. Yeah, you're getting at the convenience store. Which look around, guys. How much other liquor are you yeah. able to yeah, purchase yeah. here? Yeah. None. You should. But hey, no, it's hey be- man, pay attention to what's going on. They sold like crazy, and then yeah. The, is this the real stuff? I'm like, no, we don't sell liquor in convenience stores <laughs> in the state of Washington. <sighs> All right. Uh, about time to maybe review a beer? I think we should review a beer. I kind of <laughs> forgot for a while. I'm still sipping on the hop water. I kind of forgot that I didn't like. See, this is how we, they get you. That is how they get you. Yeah. It's a good. It's good. I can be nursing a hop water instead. Uh, I will pour this out. So today... Um, out of Thor. out of Moses Lake, Washington, 
from Tin Pin Brewing. Yes. Uh, a wonderful little spot that we've kind of watched grown up from an actual bowling alley to a <laughs> big time production slash tap room slash restaurants slash casino casino and hotel i mean they i forgot they, about the hotel they they have had a glow up in the last 10 years all right so i made some notes on this one i grabbed it i'll go into the history of why i grabbed it here uh for today's review in just a second but a follow-up yes uh 10 pin He's literally pulling out. I his do notes. actually. Like, have it, this is the notes. this is the ten pin brewing head pin IPA coming in at six point two five. Yeah. So the bowling alley and hotel, yes, have been around since the thirties or forties, like forever. Yeah. Uh, and in Moses, like the, and they were called the I think Lakes Bowl, and then the hotel only changed names to ten pin since we've been going. To Moses yeah, Lake. yeah oh yeah recent. so it had its own but 2013 uh was when they launched 10 pin so the brewery is relatively new and that's what we we're talking so we've yeah. been going moses lake well mean, off and on but we had the house over there starting in the end of 2013 but we actually went to this bowling alley correct but like when, it was, when we were when high it was, school when students it was lake Bowl. yeah because we were like camping we, on the lake yes and just went into town and went to the bowling alley. So like we've we've this particular space in Moses Lake has been in our kind of friend story for like 20 plus years. years. Yeah. Yes. Um but yeah, then the brewery pops in there. The brewery popped in there and then a couple of years later they started canning it and I think yeah. that's about when we started seeing it uh pop up because yeah. they had some local distribution well, so we're going over there. And your dad is like that's kind of the key thing is like I know I'm at potholes because your dad's got cans of 10 pin everywhere. Like that's his, like when we would bring over beers to go over there, like we're bringing in light beers. Maybe one time we bring in a natter day, but like we're drinking like night be light beers and doing that. Right. But your dad is always going to roll out with like, like Something they got a, a they got a pineapple one mm -hmm. that he really dug. Like, um, so this one, I don't know if you said this is the what head pin head yeah, pin IPA. So this IPA. is like their flagship. Yeah. Uh, one, the first one that they had. This is the first one I saw in stores. They. Yep. And they've had statewide distribution since 2018. They, their branding is like, to me is pretty on point and it fits for, um, the whole theme of things. It's almost always the, the white X almost covering the whole can with just some other kind of bright color right around it, depending on the beer with then, um, their X logo, Ten Pin Brewing, and doing it so, um, I you can almost always tell from it's, a distance when when there's a Ten Pin beer. It, it's so simple, but so on the nose for their for their brand because obviously they're just they're going whole hog on. We're based out of a bowling alley. It's it's very clean branding, very simple branding, but it's very classic at the same point where it's, it's identifiable to that point. It's it doesn't need to, be, need to be complicated. No, that's the thing. Like, I mean, we've talked about this before. There's some that are like phenomenal, like crazy, wild, different um, can design. And especially, I think, for their uh, for their core beers. Yep. that It's just this set kind of like, this is what we're going to do. And I, I think it's fine. Like, I, I like it. I, it's a good style. 
the the headpin IPA to me is kind of a quintessential like Pacific Northwest West Coast IPA. It's not crystal clear in the color. No, but it's just more unfiltered than it's not hazy. It is. No. It is. It is unfiltered. No, if anything, it's pretty golden, caramely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good. It's it, but you know, I'll say is it's definitely an IPA. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's where we get back it, to it, yeah the nuances between a Northwest IPA, a West Coast IPA, and they just call it a straight up IPA. Yeah, but, which, well, I mean, and when you travel, yeah, it's the that the Northwest IPAs are definitely a bit hoppier. Yeah, I would agree. You uh, travel and offer somebody an IPA, and then it's a Northwest IPA. They go, what is this flavor? But definitely independent. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and the, yeah. Not the head brewer. I think they brought somebody in. But the sales manager, the guy who runs the brewing side of mm-hmm. it, is like third or fourth generation. Like, like Moses, Moses Lake. Lake uh, like his, the bowling alley is like in his family. Oh wow! Uh, so like, I don't know how much he was involved in that much research yeah. because it's just a beer review. <laughs> uh, but I wonder how much influence he had in kind of the expansion. Like I said, you've seen that whole place kind of grow up yeah. over the last well ten years. Well, I mean, um, I don't know how well known Tenpin is outside of like our general area. I don't think even on the west side you see it a ton, but when you're on the east side, you see it's pretty prevalent yeah, there, yeah. especially because now we're talking like even though it's in eastern Washington, that's really more central, yes. like central Washington, yeah, yeah. that area. Um, you have a handful in Ellensburg, you know, two or three breweries in Ellensburg. Uh, a whole can bunch you name? Spokane, yes, yeah. but can you name another brewery besides Tenpin between Ellensburg and Spokane? I know there's a few in Cleelum. Top Cutter. Where are they based out of? Yeah, come on. I guess technically you're right. That is that's the only one. I but was, I, I, was, I, I could name. Spread. I wasn't thinking yeah. Yakima, but I could name a lot from Yakima. Yeah. But that's a good point. I mean, Rainier uses Yakima hops. Okay, now we're getting into the nuances of whether that's no, a, no. Washington. So um, they one of the things that I think stands out for this and kind of is that um, Pacific Northwest beer. They do talk about it being um, pleasantly bitter. Using resinous, earthy, uh, tropical, and citrus fruit, fruit flavors. To me, that's like hitting the like the key. Like you've got all the basics of um, different hop varietals, and then you just other people just kind of ramp one of those up to yeah. make it. And this is just a more like, hey, we're gonna touch on each of those. It, we're not gonna like. It's definitely full body flavor. I mean, it's it's good, but it's not too bitter. I mean, there. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, we are all Pacific Northwesters, so. We can handle the hoppy, mm-hmm. yep. uh, but so I'm sure somebody else. I mean, that be might be a little too hoppy, but no, it's uh, well balanced and uh, drinkable. Yeah, when it follows the when theme, you're, and, you're, and you're not, um, it's not biting your tongue when you're mm-hmm. done. It's because it's that bitter, so it's good. Yeah, so it follows the theme, and that's why I grabbed it. Is this was uh, my dad's favorite beer over in. Central Washington. Oh, it's when we go to the damn house. It's always there. It's what it's. I, I'll I'll start with one of these, yeah. or like it's it's like, you know, at whatever time in the morning, late morning, you start with like the, the Coors or I don't know what you're th- talking about. One of those. We never open a beer before five p.m. Yeah, but then I always would kind of like. I mean, your dad's very willing, but like I will always 
sneak one of these into my rotation. Yeah. But because we're sitting on a deck in the sun or playing beer pong or doing that, like I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it to one IPA. Right. And, and not, but I was going to, so I'm in that vein as IPAs go, Mm -hmm. they balance the hops good enough that when you are sitting in the pool at the damn house and it's, 85 to 90 outside, but the pool's sitting in a nice 70. So you're in a, you're in a comfortable spot. Mm-hmm. There are not a lot of IPAs that you could drink in that hot of weather. Mm. That's oh, still right. Good. And since this doesn't hit those big bitter notes, mm-hmm. this is much more drinkable at hot temperatures for as, me. As it warms up, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Which... Obviously, they probably put some thought of when they're brewing it, since obviously they're in Moses. So live there, yeah, yeah. So they get the full four seasons. You have the cool spring and falls, and but then your winters, you have snow and it's cold. The uh, potholes, ice is over, and in the summer, it's just hot and windy. Yep. And if you're making an IPA, you want something that is drinkable in a wide variety of situations, which I I very much appreciate for this beer. Yeah. Yep. So we had some of this. I had one, to Brian's point, one on Friday. Yeah, we were just there. Uh, the captain and I were there. So the damn house, uh, family vacation home, sold. And we were there cleaning everything out uh, this weekend. Yeah, no, it's a shame. Uh, do we, here, um, in honor of the damn house. Oh, pour a little out there. Here, we got a little bit left in the can. We're going to pour a little out. Pour oh. a little out for the damn house. Here you go, boys. Um, Man, it's tough to hear. I know like it was a shared... Um, vacation home between your family and another. But yeah, you're talking, I mean... Thanks for the film. I can't believe already that it's been... Almost 10 years, yeah. 10 years. Yeah. No, it, it, oh. To the damn house. To the damn house, yeah. Cheers, man. Yeah, it's a... Um, that's a lot of memories and a lot of things at a place like that that we... I mean, if we only, as the the friends of, I go there... I think I encounter once, it once a year, once a year, right. You know, for the most part, but still that's, um, a lot of time spent over there. I know that like Leslie and I went over just before or after we got married, we went to watershed yeah. yep. and stayed there. That was cool. Um, and drove into the gorge for that. I mean, then we, I think it was kind of that, that I think started the, like, and we it, need to come and do this. And it created, it created the damn belt. Yes. Yes. Yep. The damn belt that still gets passed around. Yeah. I, I believe it changed hands today. It did change hands today. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, for, Brian. Uh, sleeping in. No. Getting the like, time you were supposed to be here. Listen, I did forget what time I was supposed to be here. I also thought I was going to be living the bachelor life this weekend. Instead, I was on kid duty. So oh, those pesky tiny humans. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the the. Damn house of like having that space to collectively bring groups together. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when you think about it, we have, I mean, it's your, your family, like correct. You Cam, your parents. I don't think your other brother ever came, but uh, he was there Friday. He used no, it, but like not with us. Usually, no, no, not with us. He didn't like, and, the, he didn't like the heat. So he always goes off cycle to us, but then always like, I mean, then you're talking about bringing in um, me and my family. Like, mm-hmm. I think at the, since you guys have had it at, me and Leslie have always been together, so she's always been there for the part of that. And then bringing right. in, bringing in Chad. I feel like we've had a few other random people kind of pop in at different times, but like, 
Well, my it's, wife's side of the family. Yeah. yeah. Bring them over there. Your and sister's been there. Yeah, I think both shed. of them. I think both of them. I don't mm-hmm. know what. I don't but know. I don't, it's I don't been know. a great place to have. It's a. Getting over there, getting into the, the heat and uh, jumping in the pool, man. It's been too many games of beer pong, darts. Yeah. No, great space. Uh, so, yeah, shame to lose it. Just kind of yeah. circumstances uh, at the time. But hopefully uh, it opens the door for future projects that will not be called a compound or a commune <laughs> or I know you need a, a collective. A I just I just trademarked that, guys. Hey, 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 guess, wait boys boys it's cool i got a i bought a i ordered a, th- a, th- a thesaurus <laughs> on amazon because i can't say that word anymore <laughs> so we'll find a better word for compound i thought we just called the damn cult no or the yeah. well maybe <laughs> anyways it it was a treat to be always invited at the damn house yeah. and to be treated to that bouchard uh hospitality every year and it was also a treat to be able to watch um, Ten Pin Brewing, yeah, kind of start out doing what they're doing, and mm-hmm. now on their way to world domination. Because it was it was literally the same time, 2013. Yeah. They didn't have even any cans no. when we started it was, going there. You got it at the tap yep. at the bowling alley. Yeah. So, and I found these on this side of the state. So I didn't know we were going there. Like I said, the sale oh, was yeah. until Thursday. Yeah, fa- fairly I, I got I got the phone call Thursday night about what they were going over there. Um, but these are all the way over here and yeah. in a convenience store. Yeah. So not even having to track it down in a bottle shop. So cool to see their growth. Yeah, um, definitely. We talked um, about flavor. And yeah, where where are you guys? Uh, this this is a fridge for me. Yeah. That This is a good, solid rep- representation of what a Northwest IPA should be. I can see, um, to me, this is like, and maybe it's just because of our connection with it being like mm-hmm. drinking in the the warmer weather. I could definitely see like grabbing a, a six pack or if it came in a 12 pack and kind of like having it just already, having it always there throughout the summer. That's kind of like a nice go-to whenever you feel like you want that type of. I, I was going to say, I agree. And I think it's a great uh, six pack to have in the fridge. For You those... usually do have one in the fridge for most of the summer, right? Well, once I buy it, I'm never touching it. So <laughs> no, I'm but just saying. Dad's usually got one in your fridge. No, that's what I was gonna say. It's, it's a great boat weather uh, mm-hmm. beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I fridge it uh, as well, especially during the summer um, and over on the other side of the mountains. So in Moses Lake, Othello was always uh, in the fridge. Well, it's one of those that, like, when you're in that area, you know you can get yep. a craft beer. You can still go in and get that um, local. You know, yes. super local craft beer. I will say that uh, as we were driving over on Friday night, we called ahead and said, you know, is there beers there? We got the answer. There's starter beers here. So it, somebody run down the hill because they and, close at 8. And then we asked, <laughs> yeah, when do they close? And then we ordered a teener of teeners. And, you know, luckily enough, we delivered a teener of teeners, which we were not expecting. So we did do the backup and stopped in Ellsberg just so we had a safety net. Yep. All right. Man, now I'm kind of sad. I'm going to go find another beer to drown my tears in. Yeah. So, cheers again. Our glasses are empty. Hopefully yours are too. We'll catch you next time. Yeah.
and by I put an article in the Discord meant I just posted a link and didn't fucking read it. <laughs> if you enjoyed what you just heard, like and subscribe, follow on social media at A Beer Review, and tell a friend. Send us any suggestions for beers to review, and we'll do our best to track them down and give them a taste.